to your mother it's time for another episode of birds with friends just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the eagles eating teams like bacon steaks and cheese it's philadelphia bow and shield in the cut kicking it cooler than two penguins still bows old arch nemesis greg cosell shows up and it gets real pull up a branch and chill it's time to get ill with some birds with friends the early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some birds with friends. Bowolf and Shukapati are coming at you with stats and things flapping their wings. Birds I'm gonna have friends. the rest of my life with these kids. Birds wow. Get, we gotta get that in a drop uh, immediately. I was edit that one out. That didn't come out quite. There's no editing. No, no editing yeah, on this that's podcast. The wonderful birds with friends. No editing. <laughs> Hello, everybody. And welcome to Birds with Friends on a Monday afternoon. I would say a somber uh, week here at Birds with Friends. Uh, Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, and Zach, uh, you know, I think I, like you, uh, am curious what the rest of the Capadia family is doing. I don't, can they fit inside the house while Shield's head continues to grow to such expansive portions? I didn't know where you were going with the somber mood. There's so many different directions. Uh, this, yeah, this. I think the number one thing that's going on in our world right now is that we need to just make sure that Shield doesn't get too big of a head. I think you're obviously referring to our uh, golf wagers, Bo, uh, from mm-hmm. this weekend, which you're right. My head did get big there. No one ever told me that gambling on golf was this fun. I mean, where has this been all my life? You sent me a couple picks. Uh, I like everything about it. You can you can play some Fantastic. wagers. You can play some wagers before the tournament. You get some long shots who you root early on uh, early on. Then if they're out of it, you can wake up Sunday morning place another couple wagers the odds on everything are great so it's like if you win uh you end up uh winning some cash and Bo, i mean how about you with those the pick of the champion sunday morning you send me the text we put a little lettuce on it i was feeling great sunday night big colin morikawa i tell you what i actually put a i put a little lettuce on on colin after the first round when he didn't have a good round. So I, I, I got to, uh, to double whoa, up on whoa, Mr. Morikawa. Whoa, I, I could have taken that advice. <laughs> yeah, what? what? I mean, where, where was my text for that I didn't one? I not want to overwhelm you. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, oh my, listen, the only time I'm happy that you text me is with gambling stuff. And here you you mess it. Oh, that's, that's unbelievable. Yeah, you sent me picks before the tournament. Tommy Fleetwood was one of them, which was mm-hmm. uh, I thought that was a good pick. He was in the mix. Oh yeah, these, the odds That's were, all you were, can ask for. And then uh, and Patrick Cantlay was the other one I gave you. It was, it was fine, yeah. yeah. And but then Steve, I didn't hear from you until Sunday, where you gave me Morikawa. I mean, I could have used those odds earlier. Wow. Okay, so uh, <laughs> it's your head that we should be worried about. Well, I also like I made some other bets that didn't pan out. You don't want to go along for the full ride. What well, odds did you get on on Colin? Colin was I think plus nine hundred on Sunday morning. You said you did it, though, on Friday morning? Yeah, that one was, I think it was something like, I want to say like $5 to win uh, like 200 or something. Oh, wow. Okay, all right. You're looking good. Yeah, this is a this is a great start to the episode. Gotta, <laughs> gotta say, I'm sure for our listeners, but uh, of course, I was also referring to um, the results from the mm. Jeffrey Lurigal draft, which we can get to, and uh, the gambit that Shield made to assume that uh, the vast majority of the population would not read the rules paid off for him. And then, of course, a competing podcast, Zach, as you have referred to it. Goes into something else. Marissa, why don't you drop that for us? Oh, God. The burning question here. Who does Bill Burnwell read? 
Who do I read about football? Yeah, like because right, I will give you one name who I think is phenomenal, who I think is going to be, uh, who I think is, if not the best already, is going to be the best, and that's Shil Kapadia, who writes for the Athletic. Uh, we used to cover the Eagles, uh, used to cover the Seahawks. Um, now is their national writer, who's phenomenal. Just like yeah. in terms of breadth of knowledge, in terms of you know, I'm not a trained journalist. I'm not. I didn't go to journalism school. I have no background on that. You know, I'm pretty much just writing in my apartment. But Shil has actual training an actual skill and like actually talks to people and you know has insight that i don't have so he's the person where i read him and i'm like you, you know I, I, how can i put it like like if i read him and he disagrees with me i think i'm wrong as opposed to yeah like, like when i read someone else and i'm like ah, that's bullshit i'm right they don't know if they're talking about <laughs> like shiel shiel and greg rosenthal who works for nfl network are the two people i read where i'm just like okay if this person disagrees with me I got to reconsider my opinion because they're probably right. I mean, talk about your all-time gaz-ups. I guess I didn't make much of an impression on Chris Long during those two years, huh? <laughs> Jeez, come on, Chris. You know, we had a couple of good conversations in there. <laughs> exactly. I think what I think what, what Bill said has, has validity, <laughs> although I think she'll surprise he didn't say Tim McManus. So. Mm. <laughs> oh, I like that. That's good. Uh, all right. Well, we do have uh, we do have some stuff to get to on this episode today. There's some Eagles news, some transactions. We've talked to some guys on Zoom, and then of course we have your uh, questions in getting a bird in edgewise. So uh, let's let's set sail. Away we go. Zach, what's the number one biggest thing? Vinny Curry or Jatavis Brown? I would say Vinny Curry. <laughs> I think that's probably fair. Yeah, because uh, Vinny Curry is going to play this year. Uh, the Eagles signed. Vinny Curry, 32 years old, to be their number three or, or number four defensive end. The three of us graded this on The Athletic, uh, so you can see our, our full comments there, immediate reaction. Uh, but my big takeaway here was that the Eagles, they didn't necessarily look for an upgrade because this is someone who was there last year, but they felt they, they needed someone else in that rotation. So they're not necessarily gambling on the youth like we might have thought a week or two ago. Got to let the young guys play, like they yeah. said at linebacker. And they're not necessarily looking for like the big splash, if you will, or or to look for the big upgrade. They're they're basically holding serve on what they had last year. Yeah, I thought we, you know I thought this was the off season where I get attached. You know, you don't get attached to players. You move on from some of the older guys. I mean, my big takeaway, and I think you guys were on the same page, is what does this say about the younger guys? I mean, this is a fourth defensive end spot you're talking about. Like, this isn't uh, somebody who's going to come in and need to play thirty five. Should be. I've seen him referred to as the third defensive end, which okay. if he's getting more snaps than Josh Sweat. That's going to be drive us even more crazy. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, Zebram's boy uh, came out of nowhere last year and I thought he was good he showed you exactly what you would kind of want from a young you know he, he's still young a third defensive end like yeah I would want to see uh more of him in uh top, 20 top 10 in the league in the Kapadia pass rush index for guys who are 23 or younger okay all right <laughs> that seems like you were sitting on that for a while so uh good good job getting, getting it out there I think that's a sneak peek of what's to come in the next yeah. 48 hours yeah. I think I think that's gonna be uh if on the athletic uh in the next 48 hours so no that one's not 48 hours that's when no. little, well, the defense is a little uh, bit further along okay. but uh tune in tomorrow for 7,500 <laughs> words on the, the the players in the offense okay so there you go uh but 
Yeah, I mean, what does it say? And, and what is going on with Gennard Avery? I mean, honestly, it's like you hear from people in the front office uh, or, or you see what they do by giving up a fourth-round pick and you feel like, all right, this is somebody who seems like they at least want to see more of. <laughs> and they make a move like this. And it's like, is he even going to be playing any snaps for this team? And so uh, between Gennard Avery and Sharif Miller, the four, you know, you trade a fourth-round pick. You uh, use a fourth-round pick to get Avery. These are two guys who should be competing for a fourth defensive end spot, and you know you should be fine there. Instead, they go out and they uh, and they get Vinny Curry. So I think, as I wrote, this isn't a move that's going to uh, make or break the season. I'm not going to be up in arms about it, but it does kind of tell you what they think about the either. It, either it tells you what they think about the younger players, or it's a bad process because they you know have so little confidence in at least giving those guys a shot where you could probably get somebody like Vinny Curry, you know, after week one or uh, right before week one if you really needed to. And it's not even just Avery and Sharif Miller. I mean, some people like a Joe Osman. I think he's been sort of overrated this whole time. But there's also Casey Tuhill, who they took in the seventh round. So, like, if you can't get one of those four guys to be good enough to be a fourth defensive end, then what are we doing here? Um, and so, like... I get it that if you maybe you always had Vinnie Curry in the back pocket and I don't know, maybe there was some pressure from another team and you wanted to get him in, knowing that maybe this season is going to be full of a bunch of guys, you know, going missing and you value overvalue the familiarity, but like as it was put somewhere else, like the the uh statistical improbability that every time they're bringing someone back like every time they need to add somebody, it's somebody they're just bringing back. That that's the best move out there is extremely unlikely. And so, pressure. go ahead. No pressure from another team. I mean, it's August 9th. Well, and, no, I know. And he had You're signed, probably right. So. Yeah, I don't even know why I'm saying that. But <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to be a little bit generous. Like, why are we? Why are you? Why are you even guaranteeing? Like, Vinny Curry should be brought back so that one of those guys can beat him out for the job. We've talked about this before. He should not be like the fact that he's getting guaranteed money. Uh, if that is correct, as it was reported, like it, it's it's silly to me. And and the flip side is, if this is where it was going to be, like you were going to evaluate these guys you have, and you were going to need to bring in Vinny Curry, then all off season we were screaming that they needed to add another defensive end, add somebody better than Vinny Curry, in April, for like four million dollars or something like that, you know. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't even I didn't even see a need to add a you know add a, anybody for significant money at defensive end. To be honest, I mean, I, I think the uh, obvious move was to let the guys you have on the roster, the young guys, battle it out, and like you said, get some you know you can get fourth defensive end snaps from whoever wins that competition. I mean, if you don't have faith that one of those four guys can win that job like why are they even on the rock yeah, the, the why are they on an 80 man roster if that's like the bare minimum i mean think about last year where like it was a similar situation josh sweat wins the job he gets an opportunity to play and he does some nice things and now you're right. in a situation where you can see more like you can't do that if you bring back the old guys who are just going to keep playing and so I, I was someone of, who said that that they did need to upgrade at defensive end i i, I had been saying that throughout the offseason I, I didn't think the edge rush was good enough last year, uh, so I I I was saying Ngakwe and uh, I I was saying around the draft in the second round, third round, look for an edge rusher there. When they didn't do that, then okay, I I would be on board with the strategy of going with your young guys, even if I don't necessarily think that's the best strategy. 
But to bring back Curry at this point, I agree with uh, both of you. And, and regarding Avery, it's interesting. Howie Roseman said at the end of last season that when they made the trade, they kind of viewed it like he needed a full offseason with yeah. the team. And it seems like he took that a literal, uh, a little too literally. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps he thinks like, oh, no minicamp, no yeah, offseason, like no preseason. <laughs> They're just getting the Gennard Avery of last November. I sort of, before they brought back Curry, I sort of um, viewed it as Avery versus Ostman was for one position for that, like if they wanted to actually incorporate that Joker role into the defense, and then it was Sharif Miller versus Casey Tuhill for the other spot, and they would keep five. And now with Curry, it's like it's it's those four guys maybe for one spot, maybe for no spots. I don't know. I, I, would, I would still think they're going to keep five, but um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think they go deeper on the line. And later at linebacker, well, and that's yeah, probably a well, good. Uh, and there's good no segue. one to. There's like literally <laughs> no one to keep it. Yeah, Davis get, Brown Nate, made that at least easier for him to do. The, Nate Gary uh, can be the only act, linebacker yeah. on the uh, on the roster. That would probably <laughs> so, be fine. So Jatavis Brown retires, or he goes on the on well, the retirement. First, list. remind people who he is. I mean, <laughs> Eagles, honestly, yeah, the Eagles <laughs> signed him back in March to a one year deal. This is he's 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 following the strong lineage of <laughs> Corey Nelson and. Uh, L.J. Fort and Paul Warlow and Zach Brown of these, and Leroy uh, Reynolds. How would I? I, I have that down there. How would you? How would you stork rank those six guys? Their Eagles careers. Boy, though, that's quite a that's quite a murderer's row, as they say. Those are the last. Those are the last three years. The six veteran linebackers they've signed. So I Zach say, Brown started. Zach like Zach Brown actually played. So yeah, but Zach has, Brown was a negative. Like yeah. he something. He brought something off the table. I think. Yeah, I mean that was only a matter of time before he was going to piss somebody off. And be, and I think he's like, got to go. Leroy Reynolds, number one. Yeah, I like the Leroy Reynolds. He's yeah. fine. I Downhill he, thumper. I think he'd go Leroy number one. Probably now, you know, L.J. Fort turned out to be a good player on a different team, but at least he played a couple games, so he goes probably number two. Then, um, yeah, I don't know if I mentioned it on the show or to you guys in passing, but when I went down and did the Raven story, I'm in the locker room one day. There's a crowd around this one guy. Who's that? Oh my <laughs> gosh. LJ Ford has like six reporters around him. What in the world is going on here? So yeah, he's, he's got to be in the top three. I would think I'm going, um, I'm going Warlow three. Cause I think he got a Super Bowl ring and, uh-huh. uh, you know, he helped, he helped Martin Frank get some copy. <laughs> Warlow did not. Wasn't that the next year? Oh, uh, it was the next year. Yeah, I it think was, so. it was, it was yeah. 2018. No, that's too bad. Well, he still gets number three. Uh, then I would go. I would go Jatavis Brown over Zach Brown. I feel like this is a fun story that the guy decided to retire before even playing for the Eagles. And then I think Corey Nelson has to be number six. Well, we don't know if it's going to be a fun story. I mean, hopefully, like everything's well, okay. True. And yeah, so so we'll the see. the word there is is that he just decided it was it was time to walk away. Uh, I I don't know the specifics to this. Perhaps. In walkthroughs, he saw the pecking order, and it might not nice. have been too thrilled. I I, I don't know uh, 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 because I said pecking order. Yes. Yeah. Um. The 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 reality is the Eagles, as as we know, are not investing much into this linebacker group. Brown was the only notable veteran addition that they had this off season, or the only veteran uh, addition, I should say. Right. They drafted uh, Davion Taylor and Sean Bradley. And they're really, really thin at that group. And so who else is still there, Zach? So you have, at the top of the depth chart, Nate Gary and TJ Edwards. 
and uh, T.J. Edwards, who is like the Eagles version of Jared Stidham. Um, I mean, they they love this guy. Uh, I thought you, they, you've already given that to Matt Pryor. Yeah, to uh, Matt Pryor, but it's even more so with uh, T.J. Edwards. Yeah, at least Matt Pryor could be on the field for all three downs. I mean, T.J. Uh, Edwards, best case. Well, T.J. Edwards, best case scenario is he's a, is he's a two-down uh, thumper, right? I mean, he's not going to be. Heat on <laughs> he's not going to be playing in nickel, is he? I mean, that would probably be a problem no. if he's playing in nickel. So you know, <laughs> and, yeah. And so then they have Duke Riley, who they acquired mm-hmm. last year, and actually a, a good trade. Oh yeah, one of the best trades of all time. <laughs> I mean, they, no, no, seriously, Shield. They were they were cutting Cyprian, or, or they had no use for Cyprian. Right. I guess. Yeah, Cyprian I think was a, was a bum. I think and, that's gonna win. Doesn't like the Sloan Analytics Conference <laughs> give out that award every year for like the best transaction? I think I'm pretty sure. And they got to pick upgrade. Yeah, they got to pick upgrade. That's a finalist, yeah. I think. Yeah, uh, I think it's Howie's best trade since he traded Mike Bell straight up for Jerome Harrison. Mm. Yeah. I I disagree there. There was also the trade you have applauded last year, the Rudy Ford deal, because they got Bruce Hector back. <laughs> it's true. The ultimate uh, two for one yeah. or two for none. Uh, yeah. The audience is joining yeah. me and wondering which of these people you guys are talking so, about are real and Bruce, which are made up. So, Bruce Hector, so, who was released yesterday and uh, earlier last week, I sent Shield a text, which of these four players is still on the Eagles roster? And I think it was Bruce Hector, um, Rashard Davis, Alex Ellis and who was the other one? Anyway, I don't know. You I'm answered Richard Davis. Text. Yeah, well, that was a so good try. No, no respect for no nectar. <laughs> and and so then the Eagles have after Riley, they have uh, Taylor and Bradley. They have Alex Singleton from last season, and then Dante Olson, the undrafted rookie. Mm. And I believe that is everyone on their linebacker depth chart right now. Well, in my piece for the Athletic today, I've got a spicy uh, trade for you to get oh, a linebacker. Yeah, yes, that, that's out there. Thanks for noticing. Uh, so I've got I the on, Eagles. I was on kid duty this morning. Okay, I've got six hypothetical trades. And in one of them, I'm giving Sidney Jones to the Detroit Lions for a linebacker named Jalen Reeves Mabin, who you've probably uh, never heard of, uh, to be quite honest. So uh, Sidney Jones is obviously a guy who's had uh, barely played here, has been a massive disappointment. Don't know if he's going to have a role at all uh, this season. I guess it would either take an injury or would take him beating out uh, in Avante Maddox for that outside corner job, which seems unlikely. The Lions, of course, have Corey Undlin now as their uh, defensive coordinator, and uh, they've just stockpiled line off-ball linebackers. I mean, just a tremendous job of roster building. When that's <laughs> like the only position on your roster that has any kind of talent or depth. So uh, Jalen Reeves-Mabin is a young player. He's 25. He had 13 special teams tackles last year, which ranked fourth league-wide. I think he played about 300 defensive snaps. I watched some some clips. He's, uh, he's an undersized, sort of sideline-to-sideline, side rangy type guy. He looked like he had a little bit of juice, like he was a good athlete. Uh, so I thought that would be a trade that would make sense for both sides. Look at you doing some homework. No, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> uh, all right, Zach, uh, before we get to the, the Zoom stuff, is there anything else uh, that's going on in the, the Eagles world? In the Eagles world, uh, no. Those are really the big ones. Nate Gary <laughs> was activated off of the uh, reserve COVID-19 list. Uh, Lane Johnson, Jordan Maialata, both are still on that list. As far as we know, Doug Peterson is still on that list if mm. one existed for the coaches. And 
uh, Deuce Daly is is running the team. The Eagles are on the field now. They are not doing contact, or or they don't have their helmets on yet. Or actually, they might have their helmets on. They're not doing contact though. Uh, I, and I that, rec- that comes ahead. next week. Yeah, so, that comes so next that week, and we are Monday. theoretically going to be there. Yes. Uh, well, I think more than theoretically. Like, well, I, to I explain they, this to me, am I allowed to just show up and watch a practice? How how does this go? If you're interested, honestly, I mean, Sacks the this is something we should He's we should talk talking. about off air. But okay. uh, but, 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 but we're on <laughs> no, air. No, everything's on. <laughs> I mean, there, are, uh, there are people you can reach out to about that. The Eagles. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's a limit on the amount of people who are allowed. There is to practice okay. every day. Uh, that being said, you are well respected in the building. A big. A I mean, all we got to do is send recorder. them that Bill Barnwell audio, and then I think they'll open heaven uh, and earth. No, see, this is when, when you when when you have been a beat, you don't want to, you can't take somebody else's spot. I mean, that would be disrespectful. Now, if there's a day where like one of you, what can't about go, would you take someone's cubicle? Uh, I would not. No, hmm. I, as, as there are you, no cubicles right now, by the way. And as you know, no one hated sitting in those cubicles more than me in that uh, in that <laughs> place with the various smells and know. bugs. I feel and, like I hated maybe more than you do. Uh, but <laughs> uh, yes, no. The I mean, there are national reporters. I imagine who might be coming through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she okay. was a national reporter who lives locally, so. By all means. Some say so the best national reporter. So there's a certain number of reporters who are allowed to watch practice every day. Is that right now? Are you guys, since you're the, you know, you're, you're, uh, the daily uh, coverage, are you going to be able to go to every practice? Is that your expectation? Yeah, so I'm, I'm confident that every day when it's not raining um, that we will be there. Uh, oh, no, good. No, there's, there's a lot to figure out there. Days when it rains, it's trickier just because – with, when they go indoors, there's there's for obvious reasons there is a specific headcount for the amount of people who are allowed indoors when they practice. But outside practices, which as as we know the Eagles typically do, uh, I'm confident Bo and I will be there, and hopefully you can be there when time permits. Okay, so you can uh, now. Do you have to get any testing or temperature or anything done to be part of the watching the outdoor practice or no? So there are different tiers, and for most reporters, no. Now, if you are in a tier that goes indoors, then you are subject to daily testing. Right, because, yeah, no, just the outdoor. Yeah. Okay. I yeah, thought the, the outdoor, outdoor you no. do have to get tested. Not, no? You get temperature checked. Oh, okay. Temperature checked. I, I, I don't believe you do the, the daily testing. So it would be like temperature check, wear a mask, watch practice, oh, yes. and, and then yeah. you're out of there, right? I mean, you're not. Uh, no, you can't be anywhere around. Yeah, and you all the all the availability is still via it's still Zoom. virtual. Exactly. Yeah, I, I probably come off as a kind of a jerk here. I know Zach's been working that working on this for like uh, six weeks, and it's like you're asking me the week before. There. <laughs> no, no, no. It's still very much. There, there's still a lot of things to figure out. Okay. Well, yeah. I would. Uh, I would certainly like to, uh, you know, see a couple. If uh, well, all these are going to be sort of um, intense, probably, right? Since they've they've had this ramp up no, period. I think they or... practice on the field. Right. Not intense. Yeah. Right, let's just move on. <laughs> yeah, I but, but yes, the practices will be intense. There will be more scrimmages in practice than there have been in past seasons. And uh, time is not on their side or anyone else's side. If if the season goes on, if the season goes on as planned, you're you're looking at two weeks of practice, really of training camp type practice, and then they kind of pivot into regular season mode. Uh, the regular season is scheduled to begin a month from tonight, actually. Uh, so we're taping this on August 10th. 
the kickoff of the Chiefs game is the on September a, 10th. Is it on a Monday? Oh, it's on. Oh, I no, see. Yeah, I see, I see, I yeah see. September 10th. Yeah, a month, not not four weeks, a month from tonight. Good pedantic distinction. Thank you. Um, okay. I actually, I regretted uh, last week that we didn't make uh, more of a bit out of the idea of Deuce Staley, like really trying to take advantage of being head coach and like busting out all these tricks he's been thinking about for his entire life of like what it would be to be a head coach, really giving all these game day speeches before every day of practice. But here we are. Oh, I thought maybe you would give it in some thought and we're going to hit us with a nice like no, bit or no, something, no, but no. Uh, apparently just, not. Is there like a, regret, yeah. a Kirk Cousins type impression that you have? Of, of Deuce? Of yes. No, I'll have to work on it. I, I got to have to think about it. Uh, okay. Uh, so we talked to we have talked to a bunch of Eagles over the past week. We've talked to Darius Slay, Nikel Roby Coleman, Brandon Graham, Miles Sanders, Zach Ertz, Rodney McLeod, Jalen Mills, and Fletcher Cox. Zach, what uh, what do you think were the uh, the biggest takeaways? I can tell you mine is that um, I've had Casey with me for a couple of these, and he always asks what the guy what you know what the person's name is. And today with Darius Slay, he's like, "Who's that?" And I said, "That's Darius." And he said, "I don't like, I don't want Darius. I want Fletcher." So oh, apparently no. Fletcher Fletcher Cox wow. made, a big, made a big impact on, on very nice. Casey. Good with the kids. I want okay. Fletcher. That's nice. Okay, listen, I'm ready to name him Defensive Player of the Year prediction now. <laughs> I got go. nothing else to go on. <laughs> uh, so, so Zach Ertz, I, I thought was probably among the most substantive. Is that fair to say, Bo? Yes, and also yeah. the one that made me uh, almost wake up a, a napping Casey Wolf for yelling uh, the unf bomb loudly when I was realizing I was not going to get called on. <laughs> yeah, I, I I did feel for you there. No, I mean seriously, it's 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 tough in these cases. There was one where we were both tough out there. where where we were both shut out. Uh, Ronnie McLeod, we were both shut out. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, oh, that's inappropriate. You got to get one per outlet. Come on. Yeah, well, okay. and, and I'll they, make well, some calls. So in in Zach Ertz's is his case. First off, non Eagles related, uh, he had he he came prepared to give an impassioned um, plea to lawmakers about high school football that if he was talking about the effect that high school football had on his life as you guys can read in shield's story from 2017 after he no 2018 right yeah yeah Yeah, it was when he broke the record uh 2018 uh that he when his parents separated as a teenager uh football became the outlet for him and that if he did not have high school football, it, it would have. He doesn't know what would have happened in his life. So uh, he understands that 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 the state has been looking into whether there should or should not be high school football this year. And his plea was that if there's not football, that they find a way to keep the, the teenagers occupied during that time, uh, because he said that what they're dealing with is is one one thousandth of what he was dealing with back then. I think vice versa. Yeah, vice yeah. versa. That's right. Um, but was wait was what he was dealing with is one one yes, thousandth yes, of okay, what yes. they're dealing with. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Okay. All right. Sorry about that. I thought uh, I got the one one thousand. That, w- that, that would have been like... quite a flex. If he, uh... <laughs> yeah. I would have yes. loved if he went through that and then like, and what they're going through doesn't matter at all. Uh, I thought that was I thought it was nice because it wasn't just like this um, concussion uncle let them play like this thing isn't real. It was like. 
if if it's decided that it's not safe to play, figure something else out to do something for these kids. I thought that was a good message. Yeah, and I and I thought it was good because it was important to him. You know, he it didn't come up in a question. Right. He 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 brought it up uh because he he wanted to use his 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 platform. So I I kind of respect players when they when they do do that, when they verbalize something that's important to them. Uh but but from a football perspective, uh let's see. He he was uh I I asked him about uh, where he ranks relative to the other tight ends and how that factors into his contract. And I brought that up for two reasons. First off, he, he had a, uh, a tweet when the Manning rankings came out and he was well below uh, Kittle and Kelsey and Gronkowski. And then also when you talk about his potential contract, uh, it's it's thought that when, when Kittle and Kelsey signed their deals, Ertz would be next. And Ertz said that he views himself in the class with 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 those guys doesn't take a backseat to them at all thinks they all uh, work well in their offenses and he's been clear since he came to Philadelphia that he wants to retire in Philadelphia um one thing that I've been curious about is is I talked to um someone who works for a team and they were you know talking about how uh nice they're sort, they're sort of worried about like the pregame intensity, like without fans, uh, like how are guys going to sort of work themselves into uh, like a froth of anger, uh, especially guys on defense. And so I asked, I asked Brandon Graham about that, and he gave a very impromptu speech about how he's ready to, you know, knock the snot out of everybody, and it's not going to matter for him. But I don't know. It's something that's sort of, we'll see how it plays out on the field. Maybe if yeah, that was a good season. answer. Uh, he did give a good answer, yeah. And it, was, and it was good video. It's always good when Bo asks the question that, that John Clark tweets out. Oh, I didn't even see that. Oh, yes. Well, there you go. And I think I, Darius, I think Slay was talking about that today, too, wasn't he? He or, was. Yeah. yeah, he was saying he needs to figure out how to get yeah. motivated before the game. He might just put a picture of Jimmy Kemsky up and yeah. just stare at that. <laughs> Do you want to explain the context of that, Bo? Yeah, sure. Jimmy, who, Jimmy, who has, like, done the work on watching all of Darius Slay's targets last year and, like, some of his missed tackles and ones that, like, didn't look like he was giving great effort. And so he tried to sort of tiptoe around it, and Darius Slay was having none of it. He's like, you're saying – are you asking – are you you implying that I'm a bad tackler? (laughs) Next question. Like, not not the case. So, uh, yeah, I think he's – I think Jimmy Kemsky, Darius Slay is a – a feud to watch this season. Wait, so did did Slay had Slay like seen the piece that Jimmy wrote or anything? No, no, no. No, but no Jimmy way, asked uh, him. Yeah. If oh, Jimmy the, asked the question. Okay. Yeah, Jimmy asked if if the coaches are uh, really emphasizing like tackling improvement or or tackling to Slay, and 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 first he was saying like he didn't understand the question. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then when Jimmy was like, so I, I guess it's not something you think you need to improve on. He's like, no, that's a next question. Well, uh, it's good to be confident, but uh, I am firmly Team Jimmy on this from the Darius Slay uh, piece that I wrote. I mean, that stood out in a big, big way that his tackling was not good at all last year. I mean, it, you know, it, it was uh, there were plays where he was not getting anywhere near the guy. Um, he certainly was not. Uh, you know, you can say, all right, he was kind of mailing it in. I don't know if that's a great uh, 
you know, a great thing either. You could certainly make that as an excuse that he was angry at the coach and, you know, the team wasn't going anywhere. But uh, that was absolutely a big, big issue, in my opinion, from his play uh, last year. So uh, I think a totally fair question. Well, Sheila, I'm glad you said that because uh, please welcome to the show Darius Slay. Darius, how are you? (laughs) Uh, Okay, anyway. Who do you, Darius, who do you think won the Jeffrey? Are you with the two Hall of Famers who voted for me on the Jeffrey Lurie draft? Or did you think Zach or Bo, you know, had an okay roster? Yeah, to me, it was pretty clear that the people who <laughs> took it seriously all thought that uh, Team Bo had come away with the victory. So I thought oh, that was pretty. Oh, Ray Dittinger, how dare you? The Hall Word. of Famer. With, <laughs> he took like 48 hours, wrote this nice analysis. He really he thought it was a fun exercise. He really looked after it. Uh, man, that is a shots fired. And then Mike Quick, come on, Mike Quick doesn't need to be spending a lot of time on this. He looks at it. He <laughs> no, knows, I know he, that's he, right. He, yeah, I respect he, that. He's, yeah, he sees what he sees, and he knows which team is the best. You know, uh, Khalid Wolf, you know, that was disappointing. Back in the day, you know, the only one giving me any shots on TV, going on the Fox 29 show, I thought, uh, you know, I, but I guess did she know whose roster was? She did know whose roster was. She did was. know. She did All know, right, yes. so, yeah, that, that, that one kind of hurt. But uh, you know what? Maybe she just felt she knew Bo wasn't going to win, so she gave you one. That's okay. I actually think Darius Slay would vote for Shields' team because – Based on those rules, need to be like giving Shield e- anything else. No, no I think no, he's going to no. take a shot at me here. <laughs> yeah, because the Eagles' career, because the Eagles' career doesn't actually matter. It's it's just like uh, the name and reputation of yeah, the player. He sees, like, he sees To. Yeah, and Randall Cunningham. <laughs> like, yeah. like my Randall backup Cunningham's. quarterback. Give me a break. Uh, my backup quarterback won the Super Bowl as the backup quarterback. Shield gets credit uh, for his backup quarterback who was benched in, in what, week seven that year, week eight in that year? Well, I mean, look yeah. at the pieces around him. This is I was next level on the exercise. You surround him with the right talent. Anyone who's smart, who's a Hall of Famer, can uh, see that. By the way, I do Same thing with it. Bud Carson as well, right? Yeah, yeah, Bud Carson, fan, well, I love that he got recognized. He even yeah, got recognized all over the place. I actually think that the Bud Carson love is fine. Yeah, uh, for, that, Tommy, for that one year, for the 94 season? Yeah, yeah but he was good. He was a good coordinator in that year. I mean, I didn't need to sell this, but I would have sold it as, well, Sean McDermott's going to be my DB's coach, learn everything he needs to, and then he'll take over. Uh, just add, it, uh, yeah. just add guys. What are you talking? Give a whole coaching staff. But uh, I do want to give Tommy Lawler a shout-out, even though he made the wrong final decision with Bo. Uh, I thought that was a joy to read, the Q&A. Uh, you guys had about Condensed the different too. rosters. There were there were some other there were some uh, some sidelines that we that okay. just to condense for for uh, readings' sake. Well said, idiot. Yeah, yeah. Just his uh, just his knowledge and like of ev- all the. Oh, yeah. he's, he's breaking out like uh, remember what Irving Fryer did against the cow or whatever the one thing right. is. It's like oh my gosh. Uh, I would I would read one of these Q and As where you just throw him random questions. Uh, like 10 questions uh, a month or something and just have him answer them because well, what that, I that took was a at, lot of fun. What I took out at the end was I, I was asking if there were guys who um, who he, who he stood out that didn't get picked. And there was, you know, Carlos Emmons came up, but there was a guy he thought that you should have made your left tackle shield who was, I think, the Eagles' first-round pick in 94 but then uh, retired after like a year because he wanted to smoke weed was the story, I guess. And I, I think said, it's Bernard Williams, right? Bernard Williams. And he would have fit in perfectly on your team. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah. we'll have him as a backup. Vite, Vite is uh, better <laughs> in, the, in the backup role anyway. So, <laughs> uh, so there you go. Um, anything else from the, from the Zooms, Zach, that you thought was worth talking about? Um, it was our first time speaking with Miles Sanders, who was understated about what his uh, role is, is going to be or 
about his preparedness for the role, but is basically being the featured guy this year. Uh, and, and and that's been confirmed by Deuce Staley. Let's see, what else did we have? Uh, we had, we had Brandon Slay Graham. and Roby Coleman today, uh, yep. Brandon Graham, Jalen Mills, and McLeod earlier in last week. And Fletcher. Yeah, Cox. McLeod and Mills. It was a, it was a, it was a lot about uh, the adjustment that uh, Mills is is making the safety. I'll, I'll I'll go with McLeod for a second. It seems if if you're if you're kind of reading between the lines, Rodney, I don't want to say he's insulted, but is like uh, kind of is pushing back at this notion that all of a sudden he's he has to become a leader now because his contention is that he's been a respected player in that locker room. Uh, since he signed in 2016, I, I think there's accuracy to that. Obviously, uh, Malcolm Jenkins cast a big shadow, but it's not as if Rodney McLeod was like this this no name guy who all of a sudden is right. is getting a shot now. And and that was 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 the way McLeod was uh, was explaining it. Is is that fair, Bo? Yeah, I think that is fair. And I think I think it is fair to read a little bit into him sort of taking umbrage at that. Uh, and then the last thing I think was the uh, the Fletcher Cox one, which you can read about uh, in the story Zach wrote about the uh, the trip to his ranch that all the defensive linemen took. So make sure you check that out on the Athletic. And, I, and while you're there, why don't you read about Vinnie Curry's sneaker collection? <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, I I want to make one thing clear with the Fletcher Cox story is uh, I was simply writing about what the experience was like. I I'm, I'm by no means advocating for. The fact that they weren't wearing masks in that photo, or or, or their compliance or, or vigilance with COVID, even though Fletcher Cox mentioned the two cleaning women that he had at the ranch, uh, but it's it's something that that a few people reached out about, and I understand completely if 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 you have an issue with it. I was not providing any commentary on on what was going on there. I think that's fair, and of course, if you want to read that story and get angry at Zach, you can subscribe <laughs> to the Athletic with uh, 40% off at theathletic.com slash birdswithfriends. And before we get to the questions uh, in the next part of our episode, Zach, I think uh, I think it's time that we hear a very special word from our new sponsor. Now, I can't, you know, I can't necessarily endorse this new sponsor. We've got one guy speaking for the whole company. Talk about like we can't get this guy's head even bigger. What, in, Mr. Indochino, Mr. Modern Man. Oh, am I, am I supposed to address uh, address you here? I wasn't yes, sure dressed, if we were still yeah. still, uh, still going. That was the first time in a very long time that I actually thought that I lost internet. Uh, listen, they they saw a uh, a bald Indian man with a nose that is a little larger than normal and they thought this is the guy we want uh, sponsoring our product and so they chose me listen i that that's how it goes i have uh you know it was a wonderful experience and um you know i had nothing to do with it they chose me so what can i do about it uh, you believe this zach <laughs> i do believe it i'm i'm uh, i'm i'm looking forward to to using that promo code and 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 perhaps i can be uh the uh, the model or, or the spokesperson in the future, but I'm I'm looking forward to experiencing this product. They well, say it's the pants that make make someone the best uh, football writer in the country. You know, we should say that uh, Marissa has told us that we have video capabilities now for this podcast. So I don't know if anyone out there would be interested in watching an episode mm. of Birds with Friends on YouTube. But if you are, you know, leave, leave a review and let us know. Maybe I would say if we get, uh, what do you think? So what do you think a reasonable number is on the I, on the Apple Podcast page? Uh, it's got to be on the Apple Podcast page, like ten. 
Yeah, 20? I think 10. 10? All right. If yeah. we get 10 of you who go to the Apple Podcast page, uh, you can rate us whatever you want, but you leave a review saying that you would watch a YouTube episode of Birds with Friends, uh, we can do that. You guys can use my nice promo code SHIELD, get yourself some Indochino, and we can all be looking sharp for this uh, for this debut. And if you if you care about looking sharp, you probably care about being well groomed. Well, fellas, let me tell you: Are you prepared to un, un, to unveil your your summer body? The beaches are opening, the sun is shining, and the bushes must be tamed. Manscaped <laughs> is here to ensure your post quarantine body is ready for the wild. Manscaped is dedicated to helping you level up your full body grooming game. They have forever changed the grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0. The Perfect Package 3.0 kit comes with the Essential Lawnmower 3.0, waterproof cordless body trimmer, and a ton of other liquid formulation to round out your manscaping routine. This is the best trimmer on the market for those of you in need of a chest shave. This third-generation trimmer features skin-safe technology to reduce manscaping accidents. You can also... Adjust settings to get a length you like, and you can stay on top of it with almost no effort at all. For a limited time, subscribers, well, you can subscribe to the Perfect Package and get a new blade refill to your lawnmower trimmer delivered to your door every three months. For a limited time, subscribers get a, get two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag $39 value add, and the patented high-performance reduced chafing Manscape boxer briefs. Get 20% off. Plus free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code THEATHLETIC. And for a limited time, subscribers get not one but two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag $39 value and the patented high-performance anti-shaping Manscaped boxer briefs to go to manscaped.com today and use code the athletic 20 now show what's the threshold for uh commenters or, or reviewers on apple Podcasts to make a manscaped demonstration part of the zoom uh, i don't oh to make it part of the zoom <laughs> no uh, i i thought you meant like post something on there and i, I don't think those reviews uh except video thankfully in this case all right uh, let's get to uh, the questions. We've got lots of questions. We'll start with a uh, Pecknes Migrate from Andy. Uh, Pecknes Migrate, these commercial cliche lines that we're getting a lot of these days. In these unprecedented times, mm. we're all in this together or our new normal. Uh, I would definitely like to migrate the new normal. Okay. The TNN? Yeah, I think, uh, I think that uh, we, we've had enough of that. I think it, yeah, and I'm hoping these, this is not, you know, I'm hoping this new normal doesn't last much longer. I know, that's right. But it's going to. Uh, what were the other ones in these unprecedented times? Yeah, and then we're all in this together. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I actually want to migrate all of them, but I guess we can, uh, we can pack we're all in this together. Yeah, I agree. And uh, we can nest in these unprecedented times. That's harmless. I agree with that. I am, I'm, I'm, I'm pecking the, un, the unprecedented times because... I'm hoping that uh, we don't have to use that very often, and I am uh, nesting we're all in this together because that's a good sentiment even beyond this. Oh, gosh. Oh, Come my on. God. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Your sincerity, it, it, it's, it never stops. It's really it's he something like, to behold. I mean, you're like the guy who's going to like starts tearing up at the Coca-Cola commercial or something. I mean, come on. 
Well, now I'm not above crying in a commercial, but. Oh, well, it's pathetic. Uh, (laughs) Woodpecker, you rather have a very spicy meal with Brandon Graham and spend the next 24 (laughs) hours with him in a small room. (laughs) Or spend a day with Jason Babin in Paris. I've I've never been to Paris, so I would rather go to Paris even if Jason Babin is my company there. Uh, The idea, as as, as, uh, gregarious as Brandon Graham is, the idea of being in the small room after the spicy food is not very enticing. Yeah, and you could get a story out of being in Paris with Jason Babin. Yeah, Paris. I mean, it's all about the location. Uh, You know, you're getting a trip to Paris out of it, so... um, you don't have to not like you got to hang out with him every second. There were no stipulations like that. So I think that's the obvious choice, but uh, that's a very like on brand bird. That's like a loyal listener right there. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, bird line from Fransky in LA uh, teams that play all 16 games versus days after February 7th, 2021, that the Super Bowl is actually played. Oof. Uh, how much time did they uh, give themselves in, like, the initial thing with the uh, Super Bowl? They gave themselves, what, a couple weeks, right? I think so. Something like that, yeah. Uh, so I will say days uh, after February 7th that the Super Bowl was played as the higher number. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I'm going with that as as the higher number. I think 32 days after it, you're looking at, at four-plus weeks. I'm not sure if it's pushed back four-plus weeks. So then you think it— so you think all teams are going to play 30? I'm confused about your answer. Yes. Yeah. I, I think that the higher number is oh, the, is the days. Yes. The, I, I understood that correctly, right? Oh, no, I'm wait. Saying, no, 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 no. I'm I, saying the other way. Yeah. Maybe I misunderstood I it. think the higher number, You so you think. I think the. the so you don't the, think that teams are going to play 16 games. <laughs> I don't. I, I do. No, I, I don't think all of them are going to. I don't yeah. think there's going to be 32 teams playing 16 games. I think 32 teams play 16 games. Okay. Yeah, so we're on the opposite end. Okay. Yeah, so but so 32 is the higher number. So I I, I understood that correctly, correct? Well, you're assuming it's no, going to be you know, No, you're saying that it's going to be the teams. <laughs> you're saying it's going to be the teams. It's going to be a higher number than the days after the uh, the date that it says it's going to be played. Yes. Okay. Yes, that's what. Yeah. Yes. I'm Marissa, I just cut this part out, please. <laughs> uh, all right. Next up, we have uh, a peck nest migrate for Sheil and Zach. Uh, these are bow-related things. A five-plus-minute soliloquy about uh, the NFL's COVID response, me assigning bird puns, and me giggling through an erectile dysfunction ad. Well, I feel like we've already had all of those yeah. in this episode. Uh, so I have to peck nest migrate. Yes. Uh, I would probably migrate the bird puns. How dare you? Uh, I would peck the, hmm. We're going to be asking for a moa culpa for that. This is tough. This, so the other, we were the other two. It was the giggling. And then what was the third one? Oh, the, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will nest the giggling. And I will peck the uh, five-minute soliloquy. Okay. I will peck the soliloquy. I will nest the pawns, and I will, um, I'll, I'll kill the. Uh, wow. Uh, kill. The giggling. 
I'll kill the gig. See, Zach yeah, wants us Zach. to wants Zach's the loyal, migrate, yeah. loyal Adam. Not Batman. only that, but he's going yeah. full Wentz on the bird. He's killing it instead of making it migrate. <laughs> I am I am migrating the puns. Uh, all right, a football one. Peckness migrate for the next five years of their careers. Now I don't know what that would mean for a Peck, but I guess it would mean you get one year. Uh, it's Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, and Derek Barnett. Mm. All right, so you get one for five years, one for one year, and, and one you don't get one. at all. Yeah, I would assume that that's the the ask. Yeah, well, that's a tough one, it's Zach. Tough. You got you got an answer? Are or? are we factoring in the contracts? Yeah, I mean, or are we just as, as is? I think as is right now. Yeah. I think so yes, right. the contracts count. Okay, yeah, because I I think Fletcher has another big deal left in him, and I'm not ready to give that deal. So. Uh, so then I, I will go Fletcher for this year. I will go Hargrave for three years, and I will go Barnett for five years. Wait, there's no one three years, five years. It's you cut, you're, shield, you're cutting somebody. Shield. No, no, one, five, one, and zero. Yeah. Oh, five, oh okay. Got, all right, I'm sorry. Uh, so Fletcher for one year. And, um, and, and Fletcher is signed through uh, 2022. He is. Uh, they can get out of it next year, I think, for not a lot of pain, but it it's also not a crazy – amount of money so then if, I'm, if he I'm, keeps up his what should be his level of play yeah I, I will i will peck fletcher i will uh nest barnett and i will migrate Hargrave. Hmm. i How think much? i probably do the same thing uh barnett is a worse player right now than hargrave but he's younger and hargrave is an easier type of player to find i think and I don't Oof. think that Barnett's going to get a like. I don't think he's going to get a crazy deal. Uh, I don't know about that. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah, he's going to be Look twenty-five. At, uh, young pass rushers yeah. who hit the market with any type of production generally get a nice deal. So you're going to have to pay Barnett when after. What is it? He's under contract. This is his last he's year, got, right? Uh, or no? No, well, he, no, no. You got the fifth-year option. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Which it still guaranteed. goes up, so that yeah. would be right. you know around ten million. But then, so for three of those years, you're paying him a lot of money. Uh, you know what? Barnett is probably the smart one. I think push comes to shove. I think I would. You keep tell, Fletcher. I you'd, think you'd I'm nest. saying Fletcher. Yeah. I don't know though. You're getting so he's you're the getting, best player. Like you're you're getting him at his twenty nine thirty. 31, 32, 33. So, yeah. he, I, you know, I, I feel like he can It's still, not crazy. It's not crazy, but uh, it is a little scary, I guess. Uh, but, yeah, so I think I would nest uh, Fletcher. I feel like Barnett is solid, and there's upside there, but also what we've the production we've seen so far is replaceable. Yes. Uh, more than Fletcher Cox's uh, peak of his power. So yeah. um, I guess I would keep Barnett for this year. And uh, I would migrate Har- Hargrave only because, you know, you've got Malik Jackson on the roster anyway. So uh, you can probably make up for that easier. Well, yeah, but Malik's still going to be playing on the outside so much that. Yeah, you guys didn't yeah. mention him in that defensive end conversation. <laughs> I mean, right. I thought he's, he's going to be playing defensive end 90% of the time. You guys don't know, but uh, this guy's capable of doing that. Uh, Birdline from Kill a Cow. All-purpose yards for Miles Sanders during his Eagles tenure or Tony Pauline's pass curve. <laughs> uh, I'm going with Miles Sanders. That's a good one. Ooh, you think he goes? You think he's approaching seven thousand all-purpose yards? Yes. 
Kill a Cow had a uh, response to a national reporter this morning where I clicked on the national reporter's tweet, and he was the first comment <laughs> that left me at 6.30 in the morning in my kitchen just dying. <laughs> to, I don't know what my, it was. I want to know. To, to, to myself. Uh, it was uh, – <laughs> It was a prominent NFL <laughs> network TV reporter. Was it a you, was it a Belvedere response? Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think I did see it. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Good so stuff. so so just to put this out, Miles Sanders last season had had thirteen hundred yards from scrimmage. Okay. Uh, so we're looking at what seven thousand six nine six nine basically. Right. Well, now we um, don't know if Tony has changed his password, but we do know it's a four-digit well, number. Assume. Let's so, assume. So you're looking I at. I think so, we know he hasn't changed his <laughs> password. <laughs> so you're looking at, at, at fifty, at fifty-seven hundred all-all-purpose yards. Okay. Let's say that he has three to four years. Let's say he has four years as the starting running back. Okay. Uh, that would require a second contract. Four more years. I'm saying. You're you're looking at fourteen twenty five over those four years. Uh, I think that is is a fair is a fair. So you're, oh, yeah, so I he, feel great about it. Yeah, okay. I, I would definitely take Sanders. Okay, I'll take Tony, and maybe he's changing his password to ninety six ninety six. Okay. Uh, from uh, Micadelphia, what's the best way to beat the virus? A three four defense, zone, man coverage, or do you do a lot of RPO on offense? Well, the best defense is a good offense. I mean, I don't, I don't really understand the question. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, mean, I would say man. Yeah, I, I would say man coverage. Every every person needs to take responsibility here, and uh, I and think do, it's zone. I think part. you gotta you gotta get everybody in their own pods. Space, yeah. You don't want to yeah. be press. You know, press coverage is bad. Yeah, you gotta get man out of there. Yeah, you no, want, you want everybody. You want everybody covering just their own little area, and you know, you, see, not zones, a lot of, you don't want to be following people across your zones. That's true. It's definitely zone. It's zone no pattern match. It's zone uh, spot drop. Just get to your spot. You got space. You know where you're supposed to be. Uh, don't move. You know, kind of like what we see this Eagles offense in. Right. Uh, if, if, on if, some if two of us are close together, someone's doing something wrong. Yeah. It I, can't. It can't be man. Uh, and what was the other one? A three four. Right. A three four would probably work well. You got some space there. A little bit. Yeah. You see, to use this analogy, I would argue we've we've been in zone, and there have been holes in the zone, and that's that's essentially right, the problem. Well, that maybe so, yeah, it's because we need a better coach. <laughs> well, that's his explanation. There makes sense. Actually, we've been making it a little bit too easy uh, for the for the opponent. Mm. We have soft spots that are man. That that problems. that yeah. question went for me thinking. Let's move on to <laughs> let's spend another twenty minutes on this. <laughs> what kind of offense do you think this virus is running? Well, what was it? Oh, his other one. He said RPO, right? There right. wasn't that one of his. Yeah, yeah. Uh, RPO. Yeah. That's an offense, not a defense, right? Yeah, so. you get a couple options. Uh, no, I don't think we need a couple options. I think we need one. I think that's been our problem. Yeah. You know, I, I think we need one play call out of the huddle. Uh, everyone on the same page. Yeah, we need, we uh, need a well-coached <laughs> zone. Yeah, I think gonna, we just need the victory formation. Everyone just take a knee yeah. and, and pause, yeah, right? We don't want to be reading this bad boy out. That's been a, <laughs> yeah. that's been a problem. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Pecknest migrate these streaming services from uh, Pat Higgins. Netflix, HBO Max, and Disney+. Plus. Ooh, Pecknest migrate, huh? Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think Netflix is probably an easy 
uh, Nest. I think it there. is, but but I've been getting frustrated with Netflix. There's too many options, and I don't think my algorithm is is working great right now. And I find myself just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, and then going to somewhere else. That's true. You have to use the my list function. I find. Yeah. Although I say that, but we never actually watch what's on my list. No, but we do there, have a of bunch of stuff on there. Uh, but it's just it's so versatile. I mean, you know, you you got the kid stuff. You got the grown-up stuff, you got movies, you got shows, you got stand-up, you got document. I mean, it really has all those things. Disney Plus, you know, it, it kind of depends on your uh, kid's situation. You really can make a case for that. Mm. But I think I would be okay pecking that for like one year. You know, watch everything you want on there. Uh, HBO Max, I don't know that I fully uh, get the H- Like, do I? I don't need HBO Max to watch my HBO shows, do I? Or do I now? Uh, I think eventually you do. Yeah, a- oh. HBO Go is going away. Oh well. Uh, uh, well, then that would be a problem. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I am. I am. I'm. I'm nesting Netflix. I am. I'm pecking HBO Max, and I'm migrating Disney Plus. If, really? If, wow, bad if, father. If pecking, there are, <laughs> <laughs> there are children's shows on both HBO Max and HBO on, has children's yes, shows. Yes, I was just yes. gonna say HBO has the full Sesame Street library. Yes. Oh, so I if no I can, if, okay. if peck for me means I can just pick one show on the streaming platform, then I'm pecking HBO Max. If not, I gotta nest it. Okay. Right, yeah. Maybe. Maybe that's true. I hadn't. I. I didn't know. I didn't know. I. I haven't had a go-to HBO show. I feel like in months. So. Uh, you're missing out on. Uh, um, well, I told you about Betty, which I liked, and then this the show that's going on now, uh, I may destroy you is very good. It's a heavy watch. I've, so I, I I've heard recommend that. it for you, but uh, yeah. it's very good. Okay. Um, he also wanted to know. He had a football question. How we think uh, if all of college football gets canceled and moved to the spring, how that will affect the draft. Well, I think that it goes back to uh, a lot of the stuff we discussed before the draft and uh, which I wrote about on The Athletic, which is that teams should be approaching the draft with a high level of uh, uncertainty, realizing they don't know everything. They should not be overconfident. This is the whole theory of accumulating picks. And so whereas there's the theory out there that, you know, you should trade your picks for players because, man, who knows what's gonna, how hard this draft is going to be. Uh, I think it's actually the opposite. You should be accumulating picks because you should embrace the ins- uncertainty and you shouldn't think that, uh, you know, necessarily, all right, I want to move up in the draft or I want a high first. Like you should be trying to trade out because of the uncertainty and getting more bites at the apple. But it's not a perfect year to be getting as many picks as possible. Yeah. It's not like the overall talent pool is going to be worse. You know, it's going to be, there's going to be the same number of good players as there always are. It's just a matter of, it's going to be, might be harder to identify them, but guess what? It's hard to identify them anyway. So you should really, uh, really embrace that. You don't know, uh, you know, know what you don't know. What's the thing? I don't know. Whatever. Right. You, should, you should lack confidence, accumulate picks. So I think that would be a wise way to approach it. I saw someone tweet today something about how, like, this will make the combine more important or something. Um, and how, like, you know, those uh, impressions made at the combine will, will carry more weight. And my initial reaction was definitely to, like, whoever is overcorrecting for the combine, like, give me the guys who were higher on draft boards before then, like, uh, just because any if, if we're going to be overcorrecting to only a couple things, I think the odds are that, you know, the the initial, uh, you know, stack rank of the prospects is probably going to be a little bit more accurate. But who knows? Uh, all right. Next up, Peckness migrant for the Eagles head coach, Steve Adazio, Chip Kelly again and Jack Del Rio. 
Oh boy, this is this is a bow special bow. Do you want to take this one? Yeah, I'll take it. Um, I think this is actually easy. Um, I think it's my migrates easy. I think it's migrate Adazio. Yes, a hundred percent. One of the biggest scumbags in all of. Uh, God. I mean, I'm sorry. He is, um, and proven time and time again. So I hope he never gets another job in football. Uh, I think it would be really fun for Chip Kelly to come back for one more season. I think that'd be a lot of fun to watch. So I'm nesting that. And then we're. I mean, I'm migrating Jack Del Rio because that's that's fireworks. Whoa, whoa, whoa hold on. You're migra- I'm, I'm, I'm migrated two people. Nesting, and nesting, then you nesting Del Rio, nesting oh, Del Rio. Okay, all right. Uh, nesting Del Rio because that's fireworks all day long, and it gives everybody the opportunity to finally see a head coach punch me in the face, probably. <laughs> a head coach punch you in the face? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I think migrate definitely Adazio. The the other part is tough. I don't know. I might. Uh, is this for like your own, like your team that you're running? Well, if it is, I mean, Del Rio has been a much better head coach than Chip, than Chip Kelly. Yeah, Del Rio brought two teams to the playoffs. All, so. all right, look at look at this the version of Del Rio though you're getting now, Bo. Of I mean, course. what a what a two face well, yeah, I mean, you I'm, are. I'm talking I'm talking about it. I'm giving it from my perspective of covering the team. Like I get to cover a garbage fire. That seems like fun. Yeah. I don't know. I, the, the, some I of the mean, Del Rio watch, stuff watch, has been especially troubling. To watch a man's <laughs> to watch a man's descent into madness up close. I mean, there's a, there's an emotional zoo aspect here that we can't ignore. I th- I think I would nest uh, nest Chip and uh, keep keep Del Rio for a, a peck. Okay. I can't be. I don't think I can be nested to that. Well, no, also, not a guy you want to be pecking. Well, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't really describe any of them as that for me personally. But <laughs> teach his uh, own. Do you have an answer, Zach? I would go with what Bo's order was. Okay. I'm, I'll, I'll go with Chip for a year. Uh, I'll take Del Rio's coaching career. I'm not condoning, you know. Well, I'm, I'll just say <laughs> I, 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 I will take Del Rio's coaching career, and I am definitely migrating. Boy, me and a couple of Jack Del Rio lovers on this pod. Okay. I think, I think you know that that's not right. Uh, Peckness migrate car audio, audio books, music, and podcasts. Uh, I'll I'll jump in first. I am I am definitely. Uh, nesting podcasts, a big one for for, for, for podcasts. I am uh, migrating audiobooks. Much prefer to read it, and then I am packing just what's it, radio or I, or, or 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 music? Is that what it music. is? Music, yeah. Music, yeah. I'll I will. Pack so you're one. I got you can get a full. Uh, I don't know, full album if you want. I'm much more of a listener than I or I I like words more than music. But so. you're but you're still migrating the uh, audiobooks. Yes. Okay. Yes, definitely. You know, audiobook is on my list of like things I wish I loved, I want to love, and I just have not had success with. I mean, I've probably signed up for like the Audible trial mm-hmm. on and off from, you know, every family email uh, like five times. It's really every off season. It's like, all right, mm-hmm. I'm going to, you know, this is going to be really efficient. I have all these books I want to read. I'm going to be able to listen to them. And I just can't do it. I mean, I can't, I, I'll, I'll find it playing and 15 minutes will pass by and my mind was wandering and none of it soaks in. And so I agree with Zach. I've gotten back to the physical copy of the book before bed. Uh, this off season has been, uh, has been very good to me. I've enjoyed it. Spend a half hour. I feel like it helps me sleep to not look at a screen uh, right before I go to bed. And uh, so I'm migrating the audiobook. I wish I liked the audiobook more. I wish I could get into it, but I haven't been able to. Uh, I'm definitely nesting podcast, big podcast guy. 
and then I will pack the uh, music, which, you know, I feel like that's perfect for me because once in a while I'll throw something on. But uh, I, I can't say I'm a big music listener at this point in my life. I'm actually uh, very happy to uh, uh, nest the audiobook. That's, I mean, not nest, uh, peck the audiobook. That's the perfect thing for me. I like if we're doing a long drive, give me an audiobook and uh, Rachel and Casey sleeping in the car. That's, that's great for me. On the drive up to Maine and back, I think I got through uh, one book and a half. What books? Uh, Convenience Store Woman was the one on the way up. That was short and it was very good. Um, and then uh, Conversations with Friends is the one that I still have not finished uh, that, I'm, okay. that I'm working my way through. But that's the thing is once, once the car trip's over, you know, it's been three weeks and I haven't listened to it. So it's still just Yeah, there. like when you're going for a but walk. That's why the, that's why the the nest, but that's why the peck is good for me. Okay. Uh, but yeah. Great questions today, by yeah, the way. Good stuff. People bringing it. Uh, Woodpecker, you rather have been present to witness Zach's valet story or have <laughs> been there to see his face after waking up and learning of Doug Peterson's positive test? Oh, my gosh. That is hard. Zach, have you slept in the last week? <laughs> it's interesting you ask this because <laughs> every night when my wife is going to sleep, she says, she says you're going to sleep. I say, I just need to make sure nothing is happening. And um, I'm typically one who, like, I will – read an article or books or you know i have I've a whole list of the things that I'm, I'm reading at night but she finds me just scanning twitter just to make sure nothing happens why don't you, but, you know, just set I, up a I tim mcmanus sl- uh, tweet notification on your phone yeah that'd be good i could just steal shield's phone to get mm. that <laughs> <laughs> i can i can have it so that every time he texts me it like gets forwarded <laughs> to you guys if you like there i you can go. ask him to uh set that up uh, i think I was going to tweet at you, Zach, last night at like 8.30 and just say you awake. But I, mm. I, know how, I know how hard you are on yourself, so I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to do it. Do it. If it was Bo, I would have definitely done it. Uh, I think I would – yeah, I think I would have liked to see – maybe it's recency bias, but, man, I would have liked to see your face when you woke Yeah, up. for me that's an easy one because I, the, the story of the valet is like – it's so good the way Zach tells the story. I can picture it easily. Yeah, yeah, I can picture it easily. The 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 face of the Peterson. I think that would be that would be a lot of fun to see. Oh. Plus, you know, the surprise that you would have would be uh, exacerbated by one of us being in your bedroom. <laughs> yeah, that, I, I, that would be a surprise. Leave it to Bo to take it the creepy angle. Uh, Peckness migrate from Matt Chando straight up. Andy Reid, Doug Peterson, Dick Vermeil. Well, Bo, you had to make this choice, and you nested Doug Peterson. I sure did, because he's had a, he's been a better coach for the Philadelphia Eagles than Andy Reid was. Uh, I will nest uh, Andy. I will uh, peck, although Dick Vermeil for one year. You know, he got burned out, so maybe for one year. No, I, I will peck Doug and uh, migrate Dick Vermeil. That, that's probably also uh, maybe a recency bias thing. I don't know. Yeah, I am. I am nesting Andy, pecking Doug, migrating Dick for meal. I'm nesting Doug and pecking Andy. Uh, all right, next up, how, how, how are we doing on time? We yeah, got a few are we more done? To to. Yeah, I'll see you guys. I think we got a few more. Uh, we always. Oh, this is a good question. Uh, two general questions. We always say bird fans are extremely knowledgeable about football. Does Shield winning the Lurie Draft prove that to be a fallacy? I would say it proves the opposite. I mean, the fans, uh, the fans voted overwhelmingly the same way as a Hall of Fame journalist and uh, a Hall of Fame player. Everybody I mean, fell w- for the shiny objects and didn't read the rules. 
Uh, I give Shield credit. He built the team for the fans. Yeah, right? I mean, like, I, I, <laughs> to be fair, I do. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I take it as myself. The mistake I made yes. was wrongly assuming that everybody was going to read the rules and follow the rules. Yeah, yeah that's, the, that's the mistake I made is, is that, like, if a team drafts an offensive lineman early, no one's getting up and cheering, right? You know, so uh, Shield, Shield knew his audience and – Picked for his Shields audience. a historian. He knows that uh, if you give the vote to the populace, oftentimes uh, you're going to get disastrous results. I mean, not what well, you know. I expected from Poe. I thought Zach might give a little <laughs> congratulations text or uh, something. But listen, I I understand. You know, you guys being sore losers, I would be the same way if I lost too. But uh, lucky for me, I I don't have to uh, experience that, so I feel good. I'll say this, in all honesty, <laughs> I, I I would have don't don't give him, don't give him anything. No, I, I, I would have picked Shields' team uh, based on, on, on the overall group. You're giving up the uh, game, Zach. <laughs> no, uh, just because the, the, the shortcoming I had, I, I do believe, was the coaching staff. I think if you just look at the roster, I would take my roster. Um, but I'm, I'm a big quarterback person. I can't, I can't get over the quarterbacks on You're a big quarterback teams. person, but you can't give him anybody yeah. to throw to. That being said, on uh, I, I was watching recently – uh, the the miracle of the Meadowlands Part Two and Michael Vick was so good in that that second half. Sure that was, was as that yeah. was as impressive a quarterback performance as I've ever seen. Too bad he couldn't sustain it, or he would have had yeah. a nice career with the Eagles. Well, if he had a good offensive line, as Tommy Lawler pointed out, and uh, Doug Peterson as his head coach, he would have been fine. Uh, Peckness migrate full yeah. strap sandals. Andy Reid never maximizes his quarterback's abilities. Slides. <laughs> and thong fl- flip-flops. Uh, what was the first one? So like, a full strap sandal, which I'm, I'm assuming that's like a, you know, like, tiva. like a Tiva. Like a Tiva. Yeah, like a yeah. tiva. Do they make yeah. Tivas Yeah, anywhere? I mean, that's a migrate for me for sure. Yeah, that's a migrate. Yeah. Uh, slides and then the, uh, you know, the, the flip-flops the, the, with just the, the thong thing. Uh, I like both of the other two. Now, the uh, I find the... Uh, I feel weird flip- calling it a thong, but... Yeah, uh, me too. Yeah, can we just call it a flip-flop? Let's call it a like, flip-flop, yeah. Take it easy, perks. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, the flip-flop, I find, is like like if you're going to be doing a, a good amount of walking or you're running around with the kids or you know something like that, I feel like if you get a good flip-flop, you can really, uh, you can really make that work. Whereas the slides is like, you mm-hmm. know, if I'm going out to get the mail... Um, you know, getting the, the trash cans at the end of the driveway, that type of thing. Uh, I, I like that for uh, that usage. So I would probably uh, nest the flip-flop. Uh, peck the, is it, was this a peck nest migrate? Yes. Okay. Yeah, migrate the Tevas and, uh, and peck the slides. I'm with you. I'm with you, to, I'm with you as well. Big flip-flop guy. The, the, uh, the slides are good for uh, – we used to do this in, uh, in camp. You play a little uh, uh, sandal golf. You know, like instead of frisbee golf, you you sort of kick the sandals off as far as you can and try to hit, a, try to get it to a hole. Fun times. That sounds terrible. Childhood, uh, childhood memories. Good stuff. <laughs> uh, Peckness migrate coffee, flavored water, and juice. Uh, couldn't be easier. I will uh, nest the flavored water. Oh. Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm a big water person. I'm not a big coffee guy. Ooh, uh, so I'm not I a big am, coffee guy. Yeah, I am pecking the uh, juice, and I am I'm getting rid of the coffee. I think I would nest coffee over probably every beverage, other than like if you said I couldn't have water the rest of my life. Uh, even then, I might have to think about it if you let me have other uh, 
uh, other beverages. Now I assume uh, I assume that this is like all coffee. Like yeah, a, that's a, right. Like a, you know, an espresso or a latte or whatever. Like I yeah. think that, yeah, that you get all of that, right? What What would you choose, Bo? If it was either if you could only have one the rest of your life, coffee or alcohol, which would you choose? Oof. I mean, <laughs> I think it'd be good. I'd, I would have to choose coffee. It'd be It'd be nice to have that decision like foisted upon me. <laughs> Although if you could choose uh, alcohol and then turn into a tea guy. Yeah, I could do that. Or or you could like uh, choose coffee and uh, pursue other substances. Yeah, that's also on the table. <laughs> uh, I would nest coffee. I would peck the uh, flavored water and uh, migrate a juice. Come on. That's we're, what we're I. Gro- we're grown-ups here. Uh, all right. There's a few. Oh, oh we'll end on this one because oh, it's, because, a, it's on. a football yeah. one. Very easy. Shield will go to you because you uh, know all these guys very well. Peckness migrate Quez Watkins, John Hightower, and Greg Ward. I do know these guys. I, I dra- draft prep. I actually did. I mean, when you're naming these guys, who you know. Uh, all right, uh, Quez Watkins, John Hightower, and Greg Ward. Ooh, this is a tough one. I feel like they're. I mean, I would have to probably migrate Greg Ward just because I don't. Uh, I you know I don't have the upside factor there. And so, well, uh, you well, know, okay, go ahead. well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's wrong. I mean, he can certainly be a fine slot receiver for them this year. I think he's uh, definitely the one you pick. Oh, okay. All right. But, but I can't pick between the other two. I mean, you have a strong opinion about which of the other two, which one's better than the other. No, but if you're pecking them, you're only getting them for one year. And as you've pointed out, it's not like you're going to be getting much out of that one oh, year to begin oh, with. All right. That you nailed it. That was uh that was bad uh, game theory yeah. on my part. You're right. You're absolutely right. Greg Ward, you pack, and then I would take my fly. And he's like on the perfect uh, level of, of baseline competence that you want on your roster for a season and always trying to replace. Correct. Yeah. So I would peck Ward. Uh, I'll, I'll nest a uh, – how about a Watkins, and I'll migrate a Hightower. I think I would do the same. I have a good game theory uh, – a good game theory anecdote. Okay. I don't know Let's hear one, it. But, uh, no, so I was listening. What was it, Friday to the Daily? Uh, there was the, it was the interview with with Jack Dorsey, and he was talking about at the start of Twitter what he would have done differently, and he said he would have hired more game theorists um, to prepare for how people game the system in terms of likes and retweets and, and things of that nature. Could I hire Dennis? I mean. Yes, I was. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> I would. I would definitely not hire someone who like hears the rules of a game an hour thirty minutes into a podcast and is expected to uh, know every detail of the game. I can't believe we're ending on a pearl of wisdom <laughs> from Jack Dorsey. <laughs> well, another, you can change another, that. Another ghoul that we have oh, in our midst. <laughs> All right, last one then. Uh, Woodpecker, you rather these are the sports seasons, so you get one of them is a whole season, one season starts and then is canceled, and then the other one never plays a game. Baseball, basketball, football. Uh, baseball definitely never play a game. I think I got to uh, agree. Uh, full season, if well, I don't know. We're all probably biased here, yeah. but I th- you'd have to choose football. And uh, what's basketball? Starts but doesn't stop. Right. No, no. Or starts, starts and then stops. stops. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I would uh, have to do that. Although, if you wanted to convince me that basketball goes through and football starts and then stops, that would probably be uh, okay with me on a non-personal level. It, ha- it has been nice, I will say, having, uh, you know, again, I don't know if any nice. of this is the right thing to do or what, but, uh, man, it had, the weekend was very nice to have uh, 
have sports on or just have stuff on in the background or afternoon NBA games. That's why I have enjoyed its return. Yeah, I, I would go with that same order. I, I would nest football completing the season. I would pack uh, basketball playing some of it, and I would migrate baseball. I think I would uh, I think I would do the same, although it's certainly not uh, the way that I see things playing out. A little uh, little action going on upstairs with Casey Wolf. You guys hear that? Yeah. Mm. Seems I didn't know if that was for me it. or from you. There you yeah. go. All right. Well, uh, I guess that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. We're going to be back later this week. We'll talk some more Eagles, do a little bit more of a full uh, camp preview, and uh, see you know who else is gassing up Shield across the, the football <laughs> landscape. So. For and and make sure you answer Shields' question about the YouTube because uh, right yeah, yeah that's right. go 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 leave because that we, we as do a need reveal. to prepare yeah Bo might need to get a, a second haircut mm, I've go. heard I haven't seen him I've heard rave yeah. reviews about how yeah. Bo's looking nowadays he, I might look to, sharp yeah, yeah I need to say we might have to do a video on Thursday I feel like this get... is another case of you've heard from like one person and we're here now now you're the one who's saying you've heard all over the place that's false you haven't seen the text messages mm. I've been receiving from people throughout the Delaware Valley just uh, all day every day mm. uh, talking about uh, Bo's haircut so yes go to I think the Bo Apple might podcast. need to import this uh, this 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 main barber. I like agree. I'm hoping yeah. that could. maybe maybe we can get Bill Barnwell on his next podcast to talk about my hair. There you the go. Best, well, the best haircut in football. It's definitely possible. But uh, go to the Apple Podcast page, review, and if we get 10 that say we will watch your YouTube, it doesn't have to be live, right? They can. Yeah. It would yeah, be. Yeah. Or, it would be. Re- it could be live, or it could be recorded, right. and they watch it later. Correct. I think that's right. I, I'm not even okay. sure if they can watch it live, but they can definitely watch it later. Oh. Okay, well, there you go. They could do both. They could do they both. They can do both. There, there you go. go. Yes. And you can meet Marissa. So it's- <laughs> Yeah, that's right. You can the see my terrible – I really have to upgrade my background here in the uh, – because I feel like there might be, like, some video stuff maybe, I don't know, happening if there's a season. We might mm. be doing these videos. So I don't know. I don't know how to what to choose as a backdrop. Well, long-time this. listeners will, re- will remember the uh, Dave Gettleman background I had for our draft night show. And it was sitting around here, and Casey would say, uh, you know, hi, Dave, and bye-bye, Dave. We're going up for dinner. I had to repurpose that bad boy for the, uh, the, the live stream we did for The Athletic last week. Brought, brought Dave back up to prominence. So there you we go. have to upgrade him again. Okay. All right. Bye. All right. <laughs> uh, for uh, Zach and Sheil, I'm Bo. Thanks for listening. Download, delete, subscribe, all that good stuff. And as always, we love you.